you know, I, I feel like you know, I feel like it might rain tomorrow, Scott. Huh. But if it doesn't rain, are you gonna be upset with me? No, not as long as I look good and sound good doing it. Wow, <laughs> nice. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Wiebe. Brian Chesko. Brian, your mouth is on that mic. You are ready to go. It made me hesitate. Now his forehead's on the mic. Brian, why is your forehead on the mic? I'm resting. <laughs> resting from your exhausting day. my mental exhaustion right on top of the microphone. Are you sure it has nothing to do with your draft team? Brian, Outperforming why? your budget team? Brian, why are you so exhausted? It's a weekly occurrence. <laughs> weekly occurrence of what? Well, now it's as sure of a thing as David Silva scoring a goal. My draft, wow. my draft team outscoring my budget team. And can you just explain for us, Brian, why that's significant? Hold on, Brian, your draft team without a captain, right? Well, that's the whole point. Right, so everyone understands that. In a segment we like to call, my draft team outscored my budget team without captain. It's, it happens every week, and it's starting to, it's starting to hurt. You, you've referenced this a few times before by saying that if I could only just mimic my draft team, and, and you would think at some point, I guess there's two thought, philosophy thoughts there. Yeah. Number one, surely it couldn't continue to continue to happen, You'd right? think that, and, and, I, and I would have thought that, but, and, but no. I would also <laughs> like to say my draft team, I have started Andy Carroll more than once, <laughs> and I am still regularly outscoring my budget. I think anyone who listens to a podcast like ours probably knows this, but just to make sure, the draft league means that only you own those players. The players you own, only you own them. Yes. Because we all drafted our own unique teams. Mm -hmm. Once a player was drafted, he was off the board to everybody else. In the beginning of the year before anything happened. In the budget league, we could all have the same players. Right. I mean, in theory, we could. You get a certain amount of money to spend and you get anyone to choose from. You get to Buy whoever you want with that money. But there's double points for captains in budget leagues only. You get which, wild cards. Which I don't cards. fully understand. Eh, well, that's all right. Anyways. It adds to the differential. Sure. Yeah. You, uh, you, you have wild cards that you can play, and yet your draft team has outscored your budget team. Can you just give us a, a little bit of what happened in this midweek match week, Brian? Well, just... Just for perspective here, just just so you can know the the massive difference. My draft team, without captains, mind you, <laughs> I have eight hundred and nine points. It's amazing in my draft for my draft team. More my, than a hundred points ahead of everybody else. My budget team has seven hundred and thirty eight. <laughs> Now, I need to defend you for a second. To those who are listening, they're like, what? 738? Well, yes, that is low for you, though. You were off to an unusually poor start. I'm right where where I was last year. Yeah, where did you finish last year? I finished first. I won the league league last year. How many weeks did you uh, lead the league? I led the league for one week. The last week. The very last week. I was going to say. Going into the last week, you had not led one time. That's exactly right. Yeah. It was a smash and grab. Look, it all, really all the, the whole point is, I don't know how, there's no advice here. There's nothing, there's nothing to say. 
that's helpful to anyone who's listening to this, and I can only apologize to everyone who's well, listening, just, just uh, because there's nothing but despair here. That's all. <laughs> but on some level, people might not care. Right. Oh, I'm but, sure. You know but, how much you care about other people's fantasy sports. I get it. Right. No, I, I totally understand. But just for yucks, why don't yeah. you just read through your draft team lineup oh. sort of quickly? Look, who, who do you have in goal? So my goalkeepers in the draft team are Hugo Lloris, okay. who I actually picked. Yeah. And Nick Pope. Who you picked up along the way. Who I picked up, I think, the second week that he started. Okay. For A- after that, Heaton after was Heaton gone. After Heaton was okay. hurt. Then, in, in defense, yeah. my anchors have been Kolasinitz and Azpilicueta. Okay. At the beginning of the year, Eric Bailly was very much helpful sure. for that. But now he's injured. So I do not have him on anymore. So right now my other defenders are Chris Smalling, Aaron Cresswell, and Eliakim Mangala <laughs> from Manchester City, who is filling in for the now Com- again injured Vincent Company. Company. Yeah. Yeah. So I You started Mangala this so, week? Yes, I did. And so that's it's I amazing. think if there's one one single thing that can encapsulate the, the how different things are for me is that it's a spe- it was speculative, hoping that he would be the one to f- come in and play. Right. It was sort of they only have so many. I sure. mean, they only have so many healthy defensive players anyway. Yeah. So the thought was, I mean, he was the he was the guy presumed to yeah, jump sure. in there. So m- my so midfield, yeah, my midfield, Sadio Mane and Christian Eriksen, great, and, and Wilfred right. Zaha, who did not play for seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Mane, who was suspended for, for three for and games. had hamstring injuries yep. for for more than one. Sure, I I I owned Aaron Ramsey and dropped him. Right, and, Aaron, and Ramsey up until maybe this past weekend was it was like fifth in overall, and I dropped scoring. him for Shakiri. Sure, so okay. there was like no drop off, and then I I picked up Pascal Gross after his like eighteen point week. Wow. So I've had him the entire wow. time. And then my forwards were have most of the year it's Alvaro Morado is my is the is main it, guy. Yeah. But I started the season with Wayne Rooney and Kalechi Ianacho. And I dropped Ianacho wow. and it's been a rotation of 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 second and third strikers all all season long. I've dropped and picked Rooney back up. I have Charlie Austin now. I had Callum Wilson. I Owned Andy Carroll. I don't know how else to say. <laughs> but but somehow this Andy team Carroll. keeps producing, right? Yes. It just yes. moves on. You are a hundred points ahead of the nearest the, guy the in the only, draft. I league. guess if there's any if there to me, if there's anything that if there's any broad fantasy advice here. That's where I was gonna go. So yeah, it's that it is that Scott, you've said you, you know, I know it's it's easy to to preach it, but it's hard to do what is preached in saying patience, 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 patience. And if there's any, to me, if there's anything that proves the value of just of just waiting for great players to be great and taking chances occasionally, it's this. Because Azpilicueta and Murata have been rock solid all season long. Kolasinic has been very good all season long. As bad as Christian Eriksen's previous... Right. Like he went on that six or seven week run of twos and threes. Yeah. He's back up into the points the past three weeks. So Christian Erickson is still a really highly is still a high, a high scoring midfielder. 
Sadio Mane, for all his ups and downs, is still pretty good this whole, you know, for this season. Zaha keeps showing how what kind of quality he has, so he's capable. The only chances I've taken were with Pascal Gross, which paid off, and to, and and putting my money where my mouth has been for like ten weeks on Shakiri. Like I just haven't had to rotate a whole bunch of guys, and the guys that I've rotated, it's it's been a lot of matchup dependent rotation. So it's a little bit different for a draft team than it is for a budget team because you can. If I wanted to, I could swap out four guys in one single week with no penalty. It's just a matter of waiver claims at that point. So it's not exactly the same, but all of that to say. It's mostly been not changing stars. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. Christian Eriksen is Chain- great. Yeah. <clears throat> and and yeah, he's gonna slump like everyone else is gonna slump every once in a while. He's not gonna score every single week, but when he does, he's gonna score decent points and yeah. so he's done that that's now, all that's all i can say no i i think that's excellent advice uh the the funny thing is when i've exercised patience this year it has backfired in my face yeah i i exercised patience before adding Mares a couple weeks ago and he's been you know i had him this week but great i could have had him a couple weeks ago you know and that, that's the isn't that the hard part dave that's the hard part uh, is sitting there watching someone do nothing uh, for so many weeks and then you're like and then just and it's it's just it's just true for the game. Yeah. That's it. I've had it with this guy. And that's when he says, I'm gonna start playing yep. again. And and I feel like I've been on the other other end of that multiple times yeah. this year. Well, you guys listening to this podcast might be thinking, Wow, they spent a lot of time on that whole draft league Brian story longer than they normally do before they get to the matches. That's probably true. That is true. However, that, no matches. There's a reason for that. We're not going to discuss matches in this pod. This is a short pod, just something to to fill your feed while you continue to enjoy the matches. The midweek game week just ended, game week seventeen. And uh, we decided just to get together for about 10 or 15 minutes, talk about a few topics uh, that were uh, important to us. And one of them is going to be the start of the FPL Cup yeah. that began this midweek. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, and get into uh, a couple other things. Brian's draft story, draft league story being just one of them. So basically, this is just a, a topical pod. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, we'll talk for a few more minutes about a couple more things. And then what we want you to do is really wait for next week, normal pod, normal time, right. we're going to give a brief recap of all three matches that we have. Well, we will all have three? not yet discussed. Like the that all club three? by club. We're not going to go into every match. We're not going to talk about thirty matches. Sure, okay. But we God are going to go through scared for a club by there. club Jeez. and just discuss what we're noticing at the club level before the festive holiday period. So that is next week. Uh, in the meantime, that will be a fully loaded. Pod. Ah, it's gonna be one of those long ones, Dave. That might be the title of the pod. Fully loaded. It could happen. Sure. It, it could. It could be warranted. Good gosh. In the meantime, the FPL Cup has started, and Brian, given how your budget league is done, uh, I'm assuming your FPL Cup experience was short lived. Yeah, I didn't make it. Didn't make it into the. Didn't cup. even qualify. I scored 30 points last week. You're either in or you're out at this point. You qualified based on your game week 16 score. Yeah, all you had to do was be in the top. Like half. 4.1 million, yeah. actually. Oh, no. Let, yeah, way more than half. You had to be in the top, <laughs> not bottom. So, Out of the and five I was and a half. Bottom. It was just that, that game week. Uh-huh. So yeah, it, was, it wasn't the overall. No. You know what it, You know what was, I'm sure, the single difference? You captaining. You, you changing your captain from changing Kane. Changing captain from Kane to, to Hazard. Hazard. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I'm, that, one, that one move, I'm sure, kept me out of it. Yeah. Wow. And I'm, sh- and, I'm, and I'm guessing I probably 
depending on the matchup, I probably would have won this week. That's crazy. Yeah. Very interesting. So those who did qualify, and Dave, that was you and me. Yeah, you I and did. I qualified, and uh, so we got put into the random draw for the midweek game week, game week yeah. seventeen, which was the first round. All four point one plus million people who qualified, yeah. paired up one v one. Yeah, how'd I, you do? I lost. And interesting. I, I lost. To I've got a feeling. Ah, I've got a feeling. Yeah. And okay. I was pretty disappointed too. Although I saw his lineup, he had an excellent lineup. Uh, you know, of course, I had Murata and Ramsey hurt. Yeah, and yeah. that happened sort of midweek, and so I'm trying to figure out, okay, do I do I do I make the change? Uh, you know, do I take minus four? Because honestly, before I knew that they had gotten hurt, I'd already made my transfer and added Mares. So at that point, any other changes, I would have gone negative. Now I still was able to field a full team, but uh, I had my captain as Hazard. He did not score, and so. Um, yeah, I kind of kind of took it on the head. I only I, I had a low week. I, it, was, it was forty, and I think my opponent had forty five. Oh, that's close. There's yeah. a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, yellow, orange, and red triangles on important players right yeah. now, especially Which, going into the especially going into this weekend. With all the matches they're playing, it's it's to be expected to some degree. Yeah. Now, now, Dave, quick question for you: Going into this first round of the FPL Cup, did you do anything special to prepare for it? No. <clears throat> My biggest thing was, and I was trying to figure out, if I took a minus four, I know that normally that comes off not my ma individual match week, but it comes off my overall. Sure. So then I was trying to figure out, okay, so then if I do make a change, is that going to affect my match score in the FPL Cup? And then reading into the rules. We found the rules. We found the rules. And actually, yes, it was going to yep. come off That's right. my score. So then I started rethinking things. Okay. So that was a little frustrating, but... Other than that, it was almost like, I mean, hey, this is my team and this is who I got to roll with. Um, again, it just crap just crap luck. Murata and Ramsey, two days before the matches, end up, uh, you know, having having niggling injuries or knocks, and uh, that keeps them out of the matches, you know? I mean, sometimes you just can't help the timing. No, There yeah. is a degree of luck to something like this. Well, I mean, there always is, right? Like, anything in fantasy sports is um, – is is a bit of skill and or educated guessing and then luck. Yep. This is not a fantasy American football podcast. Right. But in my one of my fantasy American football leagues this year, which uh -huh. it, the regular season just ended last week, I was the second highest scoring team in the league only by seven points. Okay. I was 500 in the league. I had seven wins and seven losses, and I missed playoffs. Wow. That is ridiculous. Bad, and you know what that is? It's, it's crap luck. It's it is crap luck. And you know what? But get, So that's fantasy sports sometimes. You make the educated guesses. I mean, look, it's, it's like the weather. It, it, it's, like, it's like if we're weathermen and, hey, you know what? Listen, do we expect our weathermen, Scott, to, to be accurate? We would like them to be accurate, Brian. Yeah, that's but, the best you can hope for is that they, they might get this right this week. They might. But if they don't, are you really going to be upset with them? No, because you're like, oh, I mean, they can't predict the weather. But I like listening to them and I like watching them. And, hey, that, they're, that's a good weather, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's what we do sometimes. <laughs> I <laughs> we're was. Just, we're just sort of good weather, man. So two thoughts to follow up <laughs> on what you said. Several years ago when the New England Patriots were flirting with the undefeated regular season in the NFL, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, uh, there was a writer who questioned what's harder to do, to be undefeated in real-life American football or to go undefeated 
in fantasy oh, American football. Fantasy, going undefeated fantasy football. It's so much harder, right? Because oh. you can just never tell. You're going to have that one guy you play against who's just going to put up massive points against you. And because it's 1v1 one, one one every that's week, that's, yep. that's, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the, but the same kind of goes for, for – and I say all that to, to relate that to what we do because I think one big thing that I have really screwed up on this year, especially early on, was – and I've, I've mentioned this before in the pod. There's no surprise. But missing the captains. Yeah. Missing – you know, and, and I'm, I'm having it on a good player. It's not like I'm putting it on Scott Dan every week, yeah. Brian. And, I, I, it's and, been on either like Kane or Lukaku or, or Hazard. Yeah, and, and I would say – no matter what, every week, I don't care what fantasy podcast you listen to. I mean, it's going to be hard not to pick the the big hitters every single right. week. Like this week, Hazard, Salah, Kane. Sure, I'm sure we're. Captain. I think we're all we're. They were Salah and Kane. I think we're two of the top. Definitely today. Yeah, but Kane for sure for the weekend. I think Hazard would have been way up there too, and it just didn't happen. Kane yep. scored today. Sure. sure, an offside goal. So. He was ruled offside after the ball goes in the net. So yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. There's just nothing you can. I mean, if you if you believe in curses, the FPL curse apparently is 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 real because the, the only person who's beaten it is is Salah. Yeah. So look, w- one of my favorite American fantasy football podcast guys to listen to is Matthew Barry, and one thing he always says was, like, what's the most likely thing to happen? Like Salah's playing West Brom. They've been giving up. They've been leaking goals to everyone. Sure. So if he's your best player, captain him. Yeah. Hazard's playing Huddersfield with Murata out. What's the most likely thing to happen? Well, Captain Hazard. So it's like, you know, but guess what? Sometimes you do that and it still doesn't work out. But I think if you stick with that type of strategy long enough and or, like Scott, you said before, be patient. Just leave your captain on your best player and or second best player if you have a couple, you know, whatever. Instead of moving them around, I think that is where I've probably uh, screwed up early on. We're talking about this subject and relating it to fantasy American football because I was a- asking these kind of crisis existential questions before we started recording right. to you guys. Like, sure. are you, Brian won the league last year, so he knows what he's doing, but he's at the bottom of the league this year. Dave, you're struggling this year too, but you know we've been you've been doing this for a long time. Right. You've had good success. I've finished near the top almost every year. I'm in first place right now, but I'm looking and I'm still outside the top 1% overall. I'm like 66,000 position. And I'm just wondering like, are we, are we good at this? (laughs) Are we like, we can talk about it. Like I think we're an entertaining podcast. Sure. We can talk about this stuff, but playing it, like, are we, are we qualified? You know, well, again, it's, Hey, no, Brian, I wouldn't go so far as to Look, just say. I mean, yes. Sometimes, sometimes you know what? Yes. Sometimes it does feel like a no. The, the that's what podcasts are for. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, for amateurs, I think. No, I listen. That there are plenty of people out there who are going to rank way higher. You, I think. You know, last season, at, at the end of the season, I think my final rank was two hundred thousand. I think that's the high. That was the highest that I got, and it was that week. It was that last week. That was the highest that I had gotten the entire season. So, was that good out of five million? Yeah, of course. Like, am I going to put that on my on my Twitter bio? Probably (laughs) not. Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's good 
it was good overall. It was good enough for yeah. the mini league, and that's what I think most people are playing for. Is you know you just want the you know bragging rights with people that you're playing against. Yeah, of course. How many? I mean, if you're in the top thousand right now, I don't know if you want to jinx yourself and listen to a podcast. You probably want to just do what you're doing, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you know who's going to win the you know who's going to win FPL overall this year? Someone. <laughs> it's going to be some some dude, some lady that's out there. Yeah. That's it. That's the best that you can say. And it's probably just going to be somebody that's just... Last year, I'm pretty sure that the guy that won, I think he was in... He was definitely in in somewhere in the, the Pacific, like the Asian Pacific. Yeah. And did not have immediate access to matches. I'm pretty sure he did not watch Amazing. regularly. Yeah. I'm also certain that he did not own a Liverpool player yeah, on his team I remember and that won stat. the league last year. I remember that. So, I, th- I mean, there's a thousand different ways you could do it. And, I, you know, I'm not saying that we're not qualified to sit here You're good, and baby. try to talk about <laughs> what's going on because Fantasy Premier League is, is a blast and watching soccer is great. But is it is it like guessing the weather? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I swear it is. I swear it is. You know, I, I feel like you know, I feel like it might rain tomorrow, Scott. Huh. But if it doesn't rain, are you gonna be upset with me? No, not as long as I look good and sound good doing it. Wow, <laughs> nice. Well, I uh, I'm looking at it right now because everything's kind of updating as we we're recording here on Wednesday night, and uh, and I think I won my first draw match. Oh well, well, so well done. I'm excited about that. Yeah, and, and I'm I am first in our league, but I'm I'm. You know, nervously looking behind me because we got some good we got some good guys in our league that are right on right on my tail. So. Yeah, sure enough, I lost by I lost by uh, eight points. Sure he enough. scored forty eight. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, well, I'll try to hold things down for our podcast. All right, well, you're gonna have to a little while. Uh, can I tell a story? Why not? All right, yeah, it seems like a good time. All right, I just, I just want to tell a story. We've been talking for several weeks about how hard it is to come off of Romelu Lukaku. If you already own Alvaro Morata, because of his cost or for for what reason? Because of his because of his price. Okay. So at that eleven point three, he's so far from Harry Kane, and up until recently, he's been one point five pounds below Harry Kane, and so you've got to work really hard to get one point five pounds free, unless you do something crazy like sell Salah for Pascal Gross or something. Right. If you really are are trying to maintain the core of your team and sell just fringe guys to try to free up that money, it is really, really hard to do. But I decided I was done. I'm done with Lukaku. I'm going to try to get to Harry Kane. Yep. Now, I have a core of Lukaku, Murata, Salah, and Debrauna. That's my that's like my core Excellent. of my team. Excellent core. And outside of that, I've already got a bunch of discount guys at forward and midfield. I've got uh, well, up until recently, I had Tammy Abraham as my, you know, just bench forward. I had uh, Zaha, Richarlison, and Gross. Maximizing a couple my of bargain bin guys. points per pound. Sure. Absolutely right. Listen to our last show to, to understand how the bargain bin term there. And I've got a strong back line. I like my back line a lot. But I decided I was going to go do it. But I'm not going to do it with a negative four or negative eight. I have, over the course of the last three weeks, made three moves that has slowly accumulated enough? To accumulate money in my bank. Really? I sold, I put my money where my mouth was, and I sold all my Swansea discount guys yep. and bought down to Everton discount guys. I sold yep. Tammy Abraham for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is now my new so, third forward. Yes, yeah, so that saved you a few... About half few, a pound. Yeah, sure. I sold Kyle Naughton 
and I bought John Joe Kenny. With that Good excellent move. move there. Got me another half pound or so. Right. I sold Zaha for Shakiri. Yep. More than half a pound. I am now looking at my lineup. Three moves in, I've got 1.5 pounds in the bank. And I got my one free transfer for this coming weekend. And I'm like, excellent. Here we go. Three moves. I've set it up perfectly. I am finally ready to sell Lukaku and to buy Harry Kane. And you know what happened? Kane, Kane moved up another tenth. Yeah. <laughs> That's so brutal. I'm 0.1 pounds away from being able to sell Romelu Lukaku for Harry Kane. Hey, you know what? I, well, so no. now, so now, what do I do? What do I do? I'm I'm thinking about uh, Richarlison and Gross are not quite what they were a few matches ago. Uh, Pascal Gross and and Gross is going to lose some value here. And I am thinking that you know, so I'm I'm trying to weigh when to cut and run on these guys yeah. or to ride it out will they return now both of them are new to the premier league and that is really important to me like yeah. if you're a first time player in the premier league yeah. you tend to fade you have you have I, especially going into this month absolutely absolutely so and, and so li- and like we all got to see today pascal gross this is the fir- i think it's one of the first times all season that he's sat out this much he only played 12 minutes that's right tottenham that's right so the question is, if I'm going to sell one of those two guys, because I like my defense for the most part. I'll just read them off real quick for you. Yeah. I uh, I have Harry Maguire. I bought him just the right time. Yeah. Sold him a few weeks ago for Phil Jones. So I have Harry Maguire. I've got Stephen Ward, who's got a knock from Burnley. Charlie Daniels is okay, but usually he's the one on my bench. John Joe Kenny and uh, Kolasinitz yep. from Arsenal. Solid. So decent back line. I'm getting good points there. Pope and Fabianski are my goalkeepers, and I'm perfectly happy about that. So... I'm looking at Richarlison and Gross, but then the, obviously the big question is, who do you buy? Who do you buy? It's excellent. Below it's Pascal Gross is this is that is that short list of players. I think there's probably only four or five names total that you would consider. So I have a name in mind. This might be my buy sell of the week, and this would easily. This would this would give me more than two and a half pounds in my bank, which is an insane number. I wasn't even thinking about him until last week's bargain bin game. You can go to Sermon. Andrew Sermon. Yeah. He sat out in this midweek yeah, game I week. I just saw that. Which means he's probably going to play in the weekend. Absolutely. He sat out week four against Arsenal, and then this past week. That's it. He has 62 points. He's not injured. He's going to be a fifth midfielder, which means he's either going to be in my lineup as my last guy in or probably on my first or second bench spot next to Charlie Daniels. And And that gives me Kane over Lukaku in my lineup. And Lukaku just scored. So here's the other question. Do I still want to sell Lukaku? Or do I want to sell one of these guys and go to to Riyad Mahrez? Sell Lukaku. And... Because he scored this week, which means he won't score next week. <laughs> this is and a good Kane this did is not a good, score this week. This is a good jinx that you're putting yeah, exactly. Scott. Kane, you so much. <laughs> yeah, Kane did not score this week, and he will score next week. Hey, Sermon's last five before this past week when he when he did not play six three two seven five. Very good for someone who's four point eight. Four point eight. Yeah, and no that's question. why he was so good in the bargain bin. That's right. I, that's an excellent ad. In fact, so if I mean, if you wanted to do that, I, obviously I have no idea. I would say don't add Morris because he's on my team. Add Kane, <laughs> sure. I mean, I have Kane too, but add Kane. Well, it doesn't really matter. I can't get to Morris uh, unless I don't go after Harry Kane. I'd have to sell Richarlison and Gross to get Sermon right. and Morris, 
which isn't a terrible thought. But Richarlison with the assist in this midweek. Uh, Gross, I just don't know. He is the guy that everything has run through for Brighton, and Brighton's a little bit down. So, of course, Gross is a little bit down. The question is, moving forward, can we still expect this kind of bargain bin scoring from Andrew Sermon, and is it going to outpace what I would get from Pascal Gross, who's still like six pounds? Yeah, that's a tough call. And it's tough not to chase the, the shiny new toy i feel like that's the that's the you know right right when you start noticing is about the time that the you know something dries up uh unless it's manchester city uh um, david silva who just when the shine is wearing off of manchester city gets players, the polish they, back they, out they, they, yeah pep, pep polishes them back right up again yeah hey well scott I, you, you made an excellent point and and not to belabor it but n- new players to the league were charleston and gross yeah sermon's not right no so I would I would say if anything he will tend to be in my opinion going forward got a little rest more consistent than those guys even though they both of them have been scoring more points uh, but I think you're right new players tend to fade especially going into this time of year should we talk next time about or at some point here in the next few weeks about uh, the possibility of a strategy of owning no one in the Champions League no one on a Champions League team. It's hard to do this year. Yeah, five five yeah, clubs. Th- yeah, that's I almost, know. I mean, but what be- I'm saying is, even for the sake of tired legs, since since I can't imagine. Well, and the other issue too is now something like the FA Cup, with the league so seemingly uh, out of reach for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Every other trophy. Is it is matters. the trophy that yeah. matters for everyone? That's true. That's a good point, Brian. So I'm just wondering how how many of these teams that are ch- trying to chase more than one, uh, if it if there's any sense in strategizing that way. I am not overly concerned. Number one, Champions League play doesn't resume again until early February. Okay, uh, along with Europa League. So there's that. On top of that. I mean, think about where we've gotten to this point. I mean, they've played six group stage matches in the Champions League, all all five right. clubs, plus the Europa League clubs. They've played six group stage matches, which means they've been playing a number of midweeks. It really doesn't change much into this holiday period other than those midweek matches are just Premier League matches instead. If anything, it's a little bit easier because there's less travel. So I'm not super worried about that for those players coming in, aside from the usual rotation, which we've already been discussing and they've already been dealing with. And then when you get into February, it's just the same thing. These players on these clubs, especially, I would say, well, I guess really all of them, because even the ones who maybe have missed a year or two of of Champions League play, they're still either playing in the Europa League or they still have players who have been on those types of clubs. They're just used to this grind. They're used to this two matches per week schedule. Yeah. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Not enough to want to avoid it. Okay. I'm not mad. I'm just asking. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good question. Well, guys, I think uh, that brings us to the end. Don't forget, next week, back to our normal, regularly scheduled podcast type of episode where we're going to cover club by club what's been going on over these last three match weeks. The the last two as of the time we're recording, plus this coming weekend. Yeah. We're going to just look at the trends. What do you want to what do you want to do? Uh, what's what's been happening? Who's been doing well? Who hasn't been? What what to expect going into that festive holiday period from each club? We're going to cover it all in our next week. I think it's a great idea. Don't forget to on our website. I started a, a series speaking of American football. Yeah, Dave, sure. Uh, comparing the Premier League to the way college football in America is set up. It's a topic that's near and dear to my heart because 
I wrote about it more than a decade ago, and I'm I'm reviving it for our podcast because only two people read the book the first time I wrote it. Mm. So I think more people are going to read it now in our, yes. our blog. Yeah, like yeah. That. So that is on our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. If you want to go straight to our blog, it's fantasysoccerfc.com slash news. Oh, wow. Look at that hot link. Nice. Nice. I love hot links. Yep. And everyone loves grill news. Them. You ever grill a good hot link sausage? Very good. Yes. <laughs> On that note. Yeah. For, that fan- note. For, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.